0: You are listening to the VBAC Link Podcast, and this is episode number 58. Today we have our friend Jill. She is from Delaware, and she had a VBAC with twins. And this is something that a lot of people have been requesting and asking for. So we're so excited to have Jill on today. But of course, we have a wonderful review to read to you. Hi, Julie here, and I'm so excited because twin
1: VBAC, you guys, oh my gosh, we've been waiting for one of these forever, and I'm sure you have too. But before we get to it, this uh, review is from Summer T on Facebook, and she says, Megan and Julie are so inspiring. I stumbled across this podcast when searching for VBAC after two C-section inspiration. Megan's story was the first VBAC link episode I listened to, and I was immediately hooked. Each story is different and inspiring. I look forward to every Wednesday's episode, and even when I was in labor, I was searching for facts on the VBAC Link blog for insight and support. <laughs> I can honestly say my successful VBAC after two C sections is owed to all the women willing to share their stories. I highly recommend this podcast and blog to anyone recovering from a C section, anyone looking for facts about VBack or even just women who are as obsessed with birth stories as I am. Aww. And let me tell you what, that makes me so happy. This Summer was literally searching our blog while she was in labor to find out the facts and information. Yeah. And if you guys didn't know, we have a VBAC blog. It's all about VBAC, all the topics we talk about on the podcast, and have a matching blog to go with it. So you can find that at the VBAClink.com slash blog.
2: The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is not meant to replace advice from any other qualified medical professional. Here are your hosts, Julie and Megan.
0: All right, everybody, welcome. It's Wednesday, it's Podcast Wednesday, and we just have a wonderful special episode for you. Jill, we are so excited to hear your story. So let me just turn the time over to you, take it away. Let's hear this awesome story.
3: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for letting me share my stories. So my first birth was a cesarean, and it started off because I went into labor 39 weeks, uh, just over 39 weeks. My water broke, and um, I was planning a unmedicated birth at our local birth center. But because labor hadn't really kicked in, for a good 24 hours they transferred me to the hospital where i labored for gosh i think another somewhere between 15 and 20 hours on pitocin but ultimately reached 8 centimeters and stalled so mm. they called it a failure to progress which is pretty typical but then when i got pregnant with my second child About two and a half years later, I kind of went crazy in need of information on vaginal birth after cesareans. I had heard about them. I knew a few women who had had them, but it didn't occur to me how uh, difficult it was going to be to find a provider, to find a location. So I spent most of that pregnancy sort of obsessing over finding the right people for my support team. And I was fortunate. I did find a doctor who actually is practiced out of state. So I did have quite a commute. I had about a 30 to 35-minute commute to and from his office. But his VBAC success rate was 98%. Wow. Um, Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. Um, Now, he he operated out of a small little hospital, um, which didn't bother me at all. But I was finding in Delaware, most doctors, I mean, seemed happy with the idea that they were, you know, at like a 75% success rate. Yeah, that's still a pretty good rate. Regardless, it's still pretty good, yeah. But, of course, they always seem to have these little... Mm-hmm. uh nuances to care, you know, like you had to, mm-hmm. go,
2: yeah, into you had to go into labor by labor by forty one yep. weeks <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And I just I just didn't like that. I didn't feel comfortable with it, you know. So going out of state was kind of my for me my only option. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did go into labor with my second. She was born at thirty nine weeks, five days so I actually started labor with her four days prior to her actually being born. I just had a really slow, early labor. My, my latent labor was super slow. I started contracting on like a Tuesday night, and it never really let up until Saturday night,
0: <laughs> which, which
3: we were in the hospital <laughs> Saturday evening. And the doctor actually sent us home Sunday morning. He said, nothing's happening. We're going to send you home. Wow. Um, he gave me the rundown. If your water breaks, do this, you know, do that. And he said, but nothing's happening. You're just, it's just progressing really slow for you so go home, which I, I kind of thought was incredible. Like what doctor wants to send you home? I had, I was at five centimeters at the time he sent me home
0: Wow. Um, what I a good, doctor. There for about
3: 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of floored that he was okay with letting me go home and, and just continue to labor on my own. So that's what I did. I went home Sunday morning, Sunday afternoonish. I, at this point, I don't remember really times, but Sunday afternoon-ish, I was uh, laboring in my house alone while my husband was sleeping. And I... I had this picture of Ina Mae Gaskin that my doula had given me. And I remember looking at this picture sobbing and saying, what do I do? I, you know, this baby, I want her out. and I What do I do at this point? I've been laboring so long. I just give up. Mm. And I, a little voice in my head said, go rest. And I yeah. thought, okay, well, I'm just going to lay down again and try to rest through all these contractions. And maybe two contractions after laying down, my water broke. Oh. So in a panic, I'm telling my husband, pack the bags, let's <laughs> get out of the house, let's rush to the hospital. Go back. yeah. You know, it's happening. Yeah, go back, exactly. We were just for
2: 24 <laughs>
3: hours, let's go back. And uh, we got there, and when the nurse checked me, I was still at five centimeters. <laughs> and my poor... My poor husband's face. Oh, my God. He looked so mad and so distraught. Uh, but in in my head, I'm like, no, it's different. I can tell these contractions are different. It's coming. And four hours after that, I reached 10 centimeters. And the doctor walked in. Not, you know, 10 minutes after he walked in, I pushed her out in like three pushes and had nice. a successful V-back. Yeah. So maybe, oh gosh, I think it's been, it was like 15 months after that, I found out I was pregnant with twins and it was already on unexpected birth or unexpected mm-hmm. pregnancy. I, you know, we had talked about wanting a third, but not really sure. And then just suddenly it happened. And we were meeting with a midwife and I was going to skip the early ten-week ultrasound because I thought, well, third baby, I don't really need to see them that early. I know when I <laughs> can see, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But she kind of persisted. She said, "Well, you know, you know, you, you're saying you have a little bit of morning sickness, and you didn't have it with your other pregnancies." And she thought, you know, I was still breastfeeding um, my my second child, so she thought, well, maybe you know, maybe this would be a good idea just to see what's going on. And I'm so glad we did because we did find out we were having twins and that was a total shock. I'm um, sure. I'm I remember sure. <laughs> the the technician asking me if I knew what I was looking at and she showed me the screen of these two <laughs> little babies and two different sacks. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, I know what I'm seeing, but I need you to tell me what I'm like, seeing. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't quite process Make it. this
0: real for oh. me.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So after a quick cry about you know just feeling overwhelmed about the thought of having two new babies, let alone one, uh, my husband came in with my two children and she put it up on the screen and he just he went white. <laughs> 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 but my son, who you know was so excited to even have a new baby at all, he was so excited that there were two that it just mm. eased the tension in the room and helped me feel a little more excited rather than nervous about having twins. So that was yeah. a very cute moment. So that that their pregnancy was obviously quite different. I did end up sticking with the doctor that I had my previous VBAC with. He was willing to have me with twins, which was amazing. I, I didn't have to look around for doctors. I spent so much time trying to find him previously. I think yeah. I... That interviewed is so like cool. five or six different doctors, so it was just a relief that I could stay with him and be with him the whole time, and I already knew I liked him and there was one other OB in his practice, so i I got along with her okay as well, and they had two midwives, so it was a small practice it was great and uh, about two months before my due date, they closed the maternity ward where. He was going to deliver uh, or help deliver the twins. (laughs) So I ended up having to go. He he had uh, privileges at another hospital, but it was another, it was a 45 minute to an hour drive from Mm. my home. So I kind of said, well, look, I I like him enough. I'm just going to do it. We're just, you know, if I have a baby in the car, I have a baby in the car, (laughs) you know, or two babies. Sounds like a dream birth to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I was actually terrified of having a new car in the house would have been fine. In
0: the car, I was a little nervous about but... Yeah, I don't know. I think but, the car would um, freak me out, too. Yeah. No way.
1: I get the camera out. I'm, I'm like, you better stop driving and record this right now.
3: Well, it didn't help that we also had just purchased a brand new minivan, so I was oh, a little worried about it getting clean. that off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> fine. Fine. Just rain on my career Right. Then. <laughs>
3: So, yeah, so I had to change plans as far as where I was delivering, but I toured that hospital. It was great. It was a little bit larger than the last one, but it was still very cozy and warm feeling. And I kept, you know, when you're pregnant with twins, you keep hearing, you know, be prepared to have them early. So Mm -hmm. in my head, I kept thinking these, these babies are coming at like 35 weeks which was right before Christmas. And the big joke was I had to wait till after the 1st. My due date was actually January uh, 19th. Mm. So the joke was, well, wait till after January 1st because my husband had paid leave, (laughs) which he could take if I had the babies after the Mm 1st. So I sort of spent all of December like worried and concerned that if I bent the wrong way that, you know, my water might break or if I picked up something, you know, something might happen with the babies. But I ended up, I reached 38 weeks with the twins, and um, the doctors all of a sudden started pushing for induction. They wanted they wanted these babies out by 38 weeks for some reason. Even maternal fetal medicine that I was seeing on a weekly basis was telling me, oh, wow, you have some good-sized twins. They're probably both about eight pounds. You want to get them out like soon? And I just was like, you know, no, I know that that's not entirely accurate and, you know, they're cozy. I think it's fine. And not to mention, I, or also to mention that I had been having contractions pretty regularly for about three weeks. So I was like, something's happening. It's just not happening on their time schedule. So at about 30, I think it was 39 weeks and five days, I had a, uh, my final OB appointment. And the midwife who was checking me was giving me grief about not going for this induction that they mm-hmm. so wanted me to have. And she, of course, found a concern with one of the baby's heart rates and wanted mm-hmm. me to get a non-stress test. And I, I thought, sure, you know, whatever. You're going to get me there and you're going to try to keep me there, but I'm not, I'm not going to stay. So we go. They strap me in. I'm, I'm being tested, you know, like a 20-minute strip they want to take ends up being like an hour and a half
1: it always does and it always the nurse does. comes
3: in <laughs> yes I and I wasn't I wasn't again I wasn't surprised I'm, I'm also a doula so I sort of oh knew yeah the you know the game plan that they were mm. pushing here <laughs> and all day I've been having contractions but they're about 20 minutes to 15 minutes apart so I wasn't really worried about it but I knew something was happening whether it was going to happen today or tomorrow I didn't know but it was things were happening so when the nurse came in with an admissions band and she puts it on my wrist, I'm like, "What are you? What are you doing?" And she says, "Oh, well, I talked to your doctor. He wants to admit you and get you on pitocin by like 4 p.m. Now, mind you, it's like it's like one o'clock. I had my husband and my two toddlers waiting for me in the waiting room, and they had been waiting there the whole time. Mm, so they're hungry, yeah. they're tired, and she wants to, me to be admitted. I have no bags with me." She wants me to wait another three hours to be even started on an induction, and I just looked at her and I said, "That's not going to happen. I'm, I'm leaving." <laughs> and um, much, to, you know, much to her horror, she, mm-hmm. she first went through the whole litany of, "Well, you know, if water breaks. You might have this baby at the babies at home, or you might have the babies in the car." And I kept telling you, know, I don't. I don't care. Like, give me something to sign. I'm going to leave. I need to leave." Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Again, another 20 minutes goes by, and she finally comes in with a paper and I sign off and we leave. And maybe like 2 minutes into the 45-minute drive home, I start timing my contractions and they're now like 8 minutes apart. And I remember telling my husband, "Look, I don't know what's happening tonight, but the babies are coming." And he's like, "Oh yeah, sure. Okay." He's like, "The last one took a whole week. I'm sure this
1: <laughs> The last one took a whole right away. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he was very laid back about the whole idea of it even happening suddenly. (laughs) So when we got home, you know, I got everybody a nap. And then after nap, we had dinner. And as we're sitting, uh, eating dinner, I get this one contraction that I just have to really breathe through. And I said to my husband, I'm going to go up and take a bath. I'm kind of cramping, so I'm just going to take a bath and see if that will, you know, push it off a little. I sat down in that tub and I had like two massive contractions that I was like, I can't, I can't be in this tub. I got to get out. So I went to our room and I labored on the ball and I was on the, my birth ball for maybe half an hour to 45 minutes. And I'm calling him. I'm like, you got to get your sister up here. Your sister needs to come and get the kids. And his sister lives about an hour away. So the plan was for her to drive up, take my kids, and drive back to her house so she was kind of taking her time but I swear that was like the longest hour wait of my life because the contractions went from being about eight minutes apart to all of a sudden you know every two minutes I think is what I finally timed them at two minutes apart they were extremely intense my kids were in and out of the room watching me which didn't really bother me I actually kind of like that they were watching me in labor yeah and, um, as soon as my sister-in-law came and, and I said goodbye to them, you know, I, I think she shut the door and I turned to my husband. I'm like, we have to go. <laughs> and he's looking it's at me, like, no, we're going to take our time. Yeah. And I'm like, no, oh. I'm feeling pushy and we need to go. So he kind of, you know, dawdled around a bit more and I feel like I barely made it to the car and I, I was listening to Hypno Babies, so I popped that in my my headphones and popped them in my ears while with the drive up there. And within within an hour of getting to the hospital, I had the twins. I mean, we we arrived and I was eight centimeters.
1: Wow! Uh,
3: <laughs> they the nurses weren't even the nurses weren't even going to check me until I had this really big contraction right in the middle of the the labor and delivery. Uh, ward, um, <laughs> my husband came over to give me something, and I'm like, I need to hold you, and he's like, okay, and he held me, and I let out, you know, one of those, those primal grunts, <laughs> uh-huh. and everybody just stopped and looked at me and said, oh, my God, get her to a bed now, uh-huh. so they kind of, like, rushed me in there, checked me, and yeah, I ended up, I, I pushed a little bit longer this time, my my twin A was a little broad in the shoulders, I think she had a little trouble coming out. Oh, but um the second one I mean just kind of flew out. She was super easy. But yeah, it was it was a very uncomplicated unmedicated uh, another hospital vbac. That is so awesome.
0: So awesome. Yeah. And so were they were they both head down the whole yeah, time going did ask. they did they do any special things like leading so up? they yes. Yeah. So did um, they like well the whole pregnancy they kind of so the whole mm. pregnancy they kept saying, you know, if if baby A was head down
3: You know, I could have a vaginal birth with both of them. He Mm -hmm. was fine with a breech baby B, Mm -hmm. which was great. But I wasn't sure what that would mean. Because sometimes you hear moms saying, well, the doctor manually, you know, delivered the baby or tried to turn the baby. Mm -hmm. And um, I was a little terrified of that the whole time. But. Miraculously, no, they they were both remained head down almost the whole pregnancy. So, So I don't don't know. I'm taller, so I don't know if I had like more room for the two of them. Uh, Yeah. yeah, And they were good sizes six and a half, seven and a half. Nice.
0: Awesome. Um,
3: Yeah. yeah, And the nursing staff kept talking about how, you know, they couldn't believe that I was almost 40 weeks, that I had, nobody had pressured me and to have these babies before then. And I kept thinking, you know, they did. I just said no. (laughs) You just saw it
0: for yourself. Yep. You know, I I find that so often, you know, I have a twin client coming up right now and, and they're, you know, like talking about 36 weeks, 37 weeks. I'm like, why? If these babies are doing well, why don't we just let these babies keep going? I mean, and she's all for it too. She's like, I don't want to over 36 weeks <laughs> like that that just raises my chances of being yeah. stuck in the hospital for mm-hmm. longer and she's had um two previous vaginal births and they're like keep telling her like you should just prepare for a c-section you should just prepare mm-hmm. prepare for a c-section and, and i told i keep telling her like not all babies have to you know twin babies have to be born yeah. via cesarean so true. in fact right. you know ncbi they did a study They were talking about the success rate for vaginal birth after cesarean um, with twins. And it said that it says the success rate for vaginal birth after cesarean was success was 84.2% for twin pregnancies. Wow. Which is really high. That is wow. super high. Yeah. And then in the conclusion, I'll have to post this link on our blog, but it says, the option for a vaginal birth of twins cesare- after cesarean section appears to have similar risk and shares a similar likelihood of success to those with singleton pregnancy. Which is yeah. really interesting because oh. yeah. so many providers Assumed. assume mm-hmm. automatically that, nope, that's not okay. We can't do that. You know, we we have to have a C-section. And yep. and so many moms assume the second right. they find out that they have twins that they they just like mentally prepare themselves for a c-section yeah and so i love that you right. that you not only were educated personally but like you really stood up for yourself and you know it is really hard when you've got people saying like you have to do this you have to do this it's really hard to be like ah oh, give me an ama let me sign that and i'll leave yeah it is you know, hard it's daunting and it's scary yeah. and then they there's a lot of threats like well insurance won't pay for this if you leave or you know there's so many things so the fact that you did that and then you left and then your body just went into labor, you know, it's so it's just so amazing. And you push these babies out and it's awesome. It's so awesome. So congratulations. Yeah, we're yeah. super excited for you. Thank
3: you.
2: <laughs> Interested in sharing your VBAC? Head over to the dot com slash share to submit your story. For information on all things VBAC, including online and in-person VBAC classes, the VBAC blog, and Julie and Megan's bios, head over to vbacklink.com. Congratulations on starting your journey of learning and discovery with the VBAC Link.